Bad news. Oh, no. That's right. This is breaking. We are the first to break this. We recorded this uh, probably um, by the time you're hearing it. It's been over a week. Folks, Ivana Trump has died. Yes, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Our heart goes out to her beautiful children. They say that tragically she died while in the Matrix, and so she died in real life, too. The worst part, she'd just gotten to meet Morpheus. And the real Morpheus, not the Morpheus from the new movie. In times like these, it's important to remember. The Matrix isn't real. But the consequences can be. It's true. And my heart's just so full right now. But that doesn't mean that I can't ask you this question. Is the dream world from the Nightmare on Elm Street movies the same as the Matrix? Do they follow the same rules? Oh, the, the same, you're not asking if they are in fact one and the same? Freddy is a program created by the Matrix, by the architect. Oh, no. That's why he can move between dreams. He can change reality around him. Oh, no. Well, my heart is full and, and my mind is boggled now. I'm sorry, I'm just getting word. Freddy Krueger has also died in the Matrix. Uh, early reports say that he might have actually been uh, with Ivana Trump at the time of her death. Well, you know. They were on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> they were on a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and it broke. It's not often that a power couple like that goes out on the same day, same time. They were only rumored to have dated. There was never any, you know, they never, they could have just been, you know, sometimes a man and a woman celebrity can be friends and it's, that's all it is. Like, like Millie Bobby Brown and Drake. People are like, nothing weird there. Do you think they'll bury them in their matching I'm with stupid t-shirts? They got them done at the airbrush booth. Mm-hmm. They were at Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, they decided not to spring for the, the picture uh, uh, of them together on the roller coaster, but that airbrush stand is it's too hard. good to pass up. It's kind of hard to decide to spring for it after you're launched from the broken roller coaster and killed. Yeah. Not a lot of people uh, decide to order that photo, yeah. and not just because it's it's never you don't look good. Plus, the stand doesn't take uh, ghost dollars, o- yeah. only Matrix bucks. Let's write a horror movie where that's the plot: is that a uh, roller coaster goes off the rails and kills everyone, but then their ghosts all just want to get the picture. They're just haunting the photo booth there at the exit of the. Yeah, they're pulling out their ethereal iPhones trying to, to sneak a pic, but uh, there is a ghost employee of the stand that won't let them. Well, now this just sounds like if there's a ghost employee, then is it spooky or is this just a story of a ghost who works at a theme park who's trying to stop other ghosts um, from taking pictures of the ride? They they, they, they had uh, one of their employees... Uh, 
I, they, they had him uh, trying to pull a piece of loose metal out of the gears in the roller coaster and got oh. grinded up. So uh, he's haunting the park because of uh, negligence. Of Maybe that's the thing is that like the people who work there at the park, they keep seeing stuff, weird stuff. And the twist is that it turns out that it was an employee who was killed and he's trying to stop the ghosts of all the people who've been killed on the ride from taking pictures mm-hmm. instead of paying for a, you know, $15 keychain or a $30 download code. That makes sense. I think we, we don't even need to do an outline. Let's just open up final draft and mm-hmm. get going on this. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, I, I, I did hear that uh, Ivana Trump's uh, death was uh, ruled as uh, <laughs> no foul play involved. Oh, yes. Yeah. But that was like, uh, I, I didn't think that there was at first. Now you're starting to wonder. Yeah. Like it, it was a thou protesteth too much moment. I'm like, now I think that she was probably killed. You know, that that is true. They hardly ever say no foul play suspected when there's no foul play suspected. Right? Yeah. yeah. The fact that you have to say it implies that there is at least a little bit of suspicion of foul it, play. It put a little uh, bug in, in, in my head. My boggled head. What so. if it was, uh, what if it was Iran trying to get revenge for uh, Suleimani? And they just did not understand that Donald Trump had gotten divorced many, many years ago. Yeah, they uh, it was a misspelling and they they didn't realize that there was supposed to be a K in there. They're just like, this is unbelievable. Mistaken identity. He's just letting his wife walk around without any Secret Service guides. (laughs) Fellas, do you think maybe that's because he wants us to kill her? No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> no foul play suspected. She was hit by a stinger missile. <laughs> do you have an idea for a podcast? Yes, I do. Okay. And uh, I got the idea from this one because of uh, the Masters Golf Tournament. Ooh. Where uh, their their tagline is, a tradition unlike any other. Which, Same as, yeah is not like true. It's a tradition that is very much like many others. Uh, it's at a, uh, private golf course that, uh, did not allow an African American member until the nineties. Didn't allow a woman <laughs> member until the 2010s. Uh, the founder of the tournament and, uh, the club, uh, is quoted as saying, as long as I'm alive, uh, all the golfers will be white. And all the caddies will be black. So uh, it sort of seems like I I like that phrase, a tradition unlike any other so much. I think we could have a podcast where we actually highlight odd traditions that are unlike any other, like clown eggs or uh, astronauts leaving bags of uh, poop on the moon. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Clown eggs, a tradition unlike any other. But I mean, there really are a lot of really odd traditions that 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 are just like non sequiturs, and the Masters elitist golf tournament is it just doesn't fit that, in my opinion. It honestly, it's not even the most unique tradition with the name the Master. Like if you turn on the TV and instead of golf, it was just Joaquin Phoenix being like, "Sometimes I like to drink paint thinner." Yeah. And yeah, then, I like uh, to build a big old lady out of sand and then fuck it. Yeah, and then you got Philip Seymour Hoffman like, that's good, that's really good. Yeah, drink more paint, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's way more fun than golf. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need you to drink a little motor oil, idiot. <clears throat> that's all I remember of that movie. Yeah. It's- Except for, the now that you mention it, the fucking sand part. Do you think that uh, any impressionable children watched that movie and got uh, ideas uh, on how to get fucked up? I mean, I just recently we had this conversation uh, about how uh, I'd, I've, I've accepted the fact that had I not been 
born in a time with Mr. Yuck stickers, I probably would have attempted to get fucked up on Tidy Bowl or some shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all stinks like alcohol. It if sure I'd been does. Like a, if I'd been like a, uh, say I was some sort of a medieval apothecary transported through the time tunnel to modern day, I would just be like, by Jove, this all smells like mead. <laughs> just mix it with some Coca-Cola first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, how cool would it be if you could just, let's say that we in time travel is invented, but living, you know how in the, in the Terminator films, only living material can time travel. Right? Mm-hmm. What if you had the opposite, where you could just send stuff through time? Um, and you could just would, be like, send Coca-Cola back to the medieval times. And then I would just be open pranking people left and right. <laughs> just farting into the time tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Would it hmm. fart? Yeah. Now that would I'm thinking a fart about count? There's probably bacteria in a fart. Yeah. I and and I guess that the gas itself is what smells, and not the, the yeah. high high amounts of bacteria in my farts. Yeah, just some medieval king is uh, you know in his little carriage traveling to Saint Ives, and the knights are like, "My lord, the smell of saltpeter in the air, a dragon nearby." It's just you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit worried that it would dissipate too quickly, so I think that I would probably seal it in a jar before I sent it through the time. Just portal. a oh, that's good. Have a a jar that says for King Arthur. Mm-hmm. And then you just toss that through the time hole. Then some poor peasant woman picks yeah. it up. Probably thinks it's like the Holy Grail or something. She's like, "What strange vessel is this?" How the light doth play upon its surface. She has no idea what she can't read. So she just opens it up. Boom. Killed by a fart. Because she's from an earlier time. People weren't. Their constitutions weren't strong enough to handle the kind of like processed food and and, uh, you know. Yeah. And and they aren't uh, antibiotic resistant farts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've probably got all kinds of, uh, I should probably be careful with my, uh, farting portals. Uh, you know, it could have a butterfly effect where I, I infect the entire world and then I no longer exist. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be careful. What we need to do is just focus all of the fart, all the time tunnels on, uh, you know, Berlin in 1936. Just, just, you know what, now that I think about it, that's like the one thing that failed to kill Hitler was uh, poison gas, right? Mustard gas, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if mustard gas couldn't kill the man, I don't think a concentration. But boy, did it piss him off. Yeah, he did not like that. He's a real sweetheart before that mustard gas. (laughs) That's his origin story. This is called a tradition like any other. Unlike any other. Oh, unlike. I'm sorry. I typed it in wrong. I did I didn't mean to do that. If 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 the the tagline were a tradition like any other, I wouldn't have had any sort of problem with it. I would have been like, yeah, that's <laughs> a tradition. You know, uh, oddly uh, <laughs> they're they're very self-aware the, You're the, the folks clean on I, this one, huh? Yeah. Same old shit. Yeah. All right, I've got I've got one here. You've got one? Okay. This is called the anti-book club. Okay, what's an anti-book? Well, this is just a, it's a anti, anti-book anti club. Oh, okay. So the okay. book club, kind of a compound word here. So this is a book club for people who don't read the book. Oh, okay. Now, uh, in, in my experience, uh, most book clubs are anti-book clubs. <laughs> yeah. so this well, is, 
But this is where, where where nobody has read it, and not just a couple of people have, and then the other people try to get context clues so that they can try to say something that sounds kind of smart. That's right. This is a this would be a podcast where people could listen to it, and we would coach you through all the ways to pretend that you have read a book that you haven't actually read. Have we okay. done this one before? I don't think so. Ugh, it feels super familiar. It's probably just because I think I've done something. We've some all we've all book done club. This. Yeah, some type of book club, maybe. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, so that would be it. You'd just be like, oh yes, yes. I was, you know, very. I found it very reminiscent of Dickens. You can say stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, my copy, uh, I, I had some trouble following uh, because it was uh, hollowed out and contained a pistol. <laughs> you just pull out a pistol in the middle of book club. You like, I don't know. I don't know. This is this is a good book. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. This is a hell of a good book. Just shooting a pistol in the air. Pulling a pistol out at book club. A tradition unlike yeah. any other. Well, what what all things can can you 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 think you can fit in a hollowed out book? I, I've seen a gun, I've seen like a small bottle of liquor. Um, I've seen incriminating photos. Okay, maybe a smaller book. Yeah, a, you have a giant a giant a King James Bible doll of books, <laughs> and then you open it up, and there's a small Gideon's Bible inside. Mm-hmm. Of it. The mm-hmm. larger hollowed out Bible. And then, you know, the, uh, when the, when the communists show up and they say, do you have any small Bibles hidden in this house? And you go, no, no, no small Bibles here. All right. Yeah. It looks like nothing but giant Bibles here. All right. Good day. <laughs> it's <laughs> those small Bibles. They just hated the small, Bible. that's what people think that the, that the you know the Soviet Union hated the Bible, but they actually just hated the small, the little pocket-sized Bibles that people are always trying to smuggle in. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would have been okay with a giant Bible? Mm. Oh, I'm sure. They were actually they had a secret project to try and build a Bible bigger than any that we had. And of course, we also had a secret project to try and build an even bigger. And then, you know, we just keep building Bibles bigger and bigger until we build yeah. a Bible so big it destroys the earth. And now, yeah, and we've, we've just out in the desert, we've got 60 year old giant Bibles just buried under the sand, leaching, <laughs> leaching their, their Bibliness in, into the soil and the groundwater. Hmm. You know that's how John Wayne became a Christian. Is that uh, all the all the Bibleitude in that sand, you know, was still radiating off of it when he filmed the Genghis Khan movie? That we, I'm just picturing them shutting that giant Bible out in, the, out in the salt flats, and then like just the force of it shutting like blows over little model homes that they've put out there. Yeah, that Bible cancer that he got sure was insult to injury because you know john wayne had to be like what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> inspired casting me as genghis khan <laughs> genghis keeps- khan wore a cowboy hat right genghis khan he's wearing a cowboy hat and he's quoting scripture <laughs> that's the anti-book club i mean we didn't really get into well what what we would actually be doing on the show yeah uh um, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, the way I always faked it was to find somebody who actually read the book or possibly some, uh, cliff notes or spark notes. Mm-hmm. But what do you, you do when there isn't one of those for said book? Uh, I mean, like sometimes somebody gets the drop on you in a conversation. I think uh, one that works very well if you don't want the conversation to get derailed by them just telling you, oh, you have to read this, is to just say exactly to whatever their opinion <laughs> is when they say it. I, I agree That's a good, like, wholeheartedly. Yes. I, yes, I agree wholeheartedly with this. <laughs> what a cogent 
point you have made. Moving on. The anti-book club. Yeah. And then they point out that you're holding the book upside down. Yeah. Oh, and no. Backwards. And the and the book is the Bible. Yeah. And, a, and a small bottle of booze has fallen out of it. <laughs> I can't read. That would be, oof, man. HBO. Hell. Peacock. Give us our own streaming series. And it's called Anti-Book Club. And each week... We send a person who can't read to book club and we have to coach them through. <laughs> we're we're uh, staking it out and we're in the other room talking to them through uh, an earpiece. Just, yeah, just <laughs> trying to get a functionally illiterate yeah. person through an entire book club without anyone catching on that they have not and cannot read the book. Yeah. And we're we're gonna eat French dip subs while we do it, and try not to slop the au jus all over the the electronics. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. have to be very uh, fastidious eaters for this show. Yeah, that's that's anti book club. Okay, hit me with another one. Okay, this one is a uh, third person reminiscent. Uh, third person. And this is reminiscent is a made up word that I made. Okay. Up. Uh, I was going to say, I kept trying to type it and it kept giving me the uh, little red zigzag line. Uh, a, a lot of uh, books are, have third person omniscient narrators. Oh, where, where uh, the, you know, they'll, the narrator looks down upon through the eyes of a God mm-hmm. and uh, tells you the uh, interiors of, of what's going on with all the characters in the book. But this would be a storytelling podcast where we tell a story that uh, we are a part of, but do it uh, from third person uh, so that uh, we can talk like uh, living legend Ricky Henderson. Oh, so that would I mean, essentially what you're doing. I'm, now I'm trying to think if there's an example of this, I guess. Uh, wouldn't the metamorphosis be third person reminiscent? Well, no, because I guess that would have to be if it were by Gregor Samsa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck. But yeah, anything like uh, like has anybody ever written a memoir in third person? That's that's what it would be. Oh, and now I'm I gotta look it up. <laughs> Ricky Henderson. <laughs> My life on the base. Ricky's life on the base pass. <laughs> there is one. <laughs> oh my god! Off base. Confessions of a thief by Ricky Henderson. Oh my god! Let me see, like the first couple pages. Oh, he put this out halfway through his career. <laughs> Fuck! I. Uh, Sometimes, you know, they'll let you see some of it. Uh, we can't waste time on this. Okay. We've got other important things to talk about, but we will we will touch base next week with our review of <laughs> Off Base yeah. by Ricky uh, Henderson. It, it, it is the uh, anti-book of the month, this month. Wouldn't it be awesome if it was just, if we just discovered that he'd written The Sandlot? <laughs> But it was like in a weird thing where, yeah. Where where they changed all the names because uh, Ricky was all of those kids. They were all just different aspects of his own personality. <laughs> He's got like different personalities inside his head. And the, and one of them is Squints and one of them is Yeah Yeah. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Smalls. Smalls. The kid from the Big Green. Ham. His name was Ham. Ham Hamilton, I think, but they called him Ham. Oh man, the great I'm Hambino. sorry. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Ham. Yeah. I think he has a podcast now. So he's doing all well, right. La da. Good for him. You think Fucker. he's so hot? Yeah. We have a podcast. No, wait, we don't. Fuck. Uh, always getting one up to buy ham. Yeah. Don't feel so bad about calling them ham now, do you? Yeah, I guess not. No, I still do. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. 
third person reminiscent. Like, so, man, this is a tough one to wrap your head around. Yeah, it's if you're telling a story that you're in, you know, you have to you have to get off of that. I mean, eyes and it's really difficult to do. Yeah, it's but then, I, I, I was planning on trying to do one off the top of my head and, and I'm realizing right now, like, do not. Yeah, <laughs> it, you just uh, well, here's the thing that scares me is that I think if I did this. I could like gaslight myself into thinking that I'm a fictional character and I, where I'm just, it would become this recursive thought where I exist in my own story. Yeah. You, you would be, uh, uh, separating, uh, severing, uh, your, your corporeal being from y- your brain thoughts. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Because I, I like to keep myself uh, indivisible. But uh, this would require a clear division. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it is. You, you'd kind of. Uh, you'd Donnie Brasco yourself into a fictional version <laughs> of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's, that's an idea that I don't think is a bad idea, but is an idea that might be. Require some some work outside of, and I'm not sure if it would be even be like the the fruits might be a little sour. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not these, something I've ever done before. The yeah, these fruits might not be. Um, if we do a different one of these podcasts, and it's bad, I, I can just tell all the listeners like, I swear this never happens to me. This never happened before. But if I do like this one where it's something I've never done before, I'm like, this is probably going to be bad. It's my first time. Mm-hmm. All right. I got another one. Okay. This is called You Are Not Alone. And originally, when I when I came up with this thought, it was, you know how people love to find other people who love the same thing as them? Yeah. So this would be a podcast for people who maybe like something that not a lot of other people like, you know, like maybe the, like the movie Batman and Robin. And we could just do a podcast where we're like, we actually do like it. We just, we convince the person that they aren't the only people in the world. I would imagine that this is a, this is a kind of, Kind of probably what it was like to be like a gay novelist in like the 1930s. Just writing like, no, some of some of us also like being gay. And then when you find that book, you're like, whoa, I thought I was the only gay person in the world. But then we're just doing it for like people who really liked uh, some Uh, CW show or something. Or uh, uh, using manwich on their spaghetti instead of bolognese sauce. Nera, nera. Give hey, me the manwich. You're looking at it, baby. <laughs> I've done so many disgusting, wrong things with manwich. I sometimes I'll put I'll just put manwich on a piece of garlic bread for breakfast. Sometimes I use it I've as a uh, motor oil. It works just fine. <laughs> oh, I, I made myself a uh, lemon cake tea, mm. and uh, th- then I put uh, ice cream. I have Neapolitan ice cream. I tried to just get vanilla in there. I was making myself like a dessert tea. Yeah. And uh, I got some strawberry, and I just got like a hot, weird strawberry, and I had to spit my tea back into my cup. So if you heard that, that's what was going on. I thought... (laughs) I was not expecting that. (laughs) I thought that what you were... What you were saying just then was another Mm -hmm. weird thing, like... Like the man which in yeah. your in your motor oil. No, that, that was a real thing. You like if you can did... find somebody who also likes to put ice cream in their hot tea, uh, <laughs> that that would make me feel very seen. Uh, but I was thinking 
that you are not alone could be so much more than just for losers who feel like they're the only person in a fandom. We could make this a podcast for anyone who's in a unique situation. So you find yourself like, uh, what was that movie? It's like 180 hours or whatever, where uh, James Franco gets his arm pinned under a boulder. What if he'd had a podcast he could have listened to that, during that time, just to keep him company? Oh, he'd now, probably granted, have to like uh, tear apart the earbuds to to do something with to try to get himself out of there. Tying the cord around his arm as a mm-hmm. tourniquet. But just imagine if if James Franco had fallen into what? What is it? It's a hundred and eighty-seven. Here we go. I'm going to look it up real quick here. 127 hours. 27. Okay. Okay. So imagine you're James Franco and you fall into a ravine and a boulder pins your arm. Oh, oh God. Oh, I'm going to die here. I'm all alone. Oh, well, I guess I could. Uh, start drinking my piss or oh, I got my phone here not getting a signal but uh, I can still see uh, maybe I just listen to a podcast for a while oh look at this it's called You Were Not Alone perfect for me oh and they've got over 127 episodes here yeah. I can keep myself yeah. occupied until the rescue crew comes right, yeah. right after I would have sawed my own arm off yeah but uh d- wouldn't the the way in which we would tell him that he is not alone be that uh, X number of Americans uh, fall into holes and die every year? Yeah, I guess we'd have to. We'd it's have a tradition to kind of... unlike any other, falling into a hole and dying. <laughs> that is the that that is the wildest part of that story, right? You you've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He falls in the hole. Oh, no. He cuts his own arm off. He drinks his piss. He he gets free. And then immediately people are like, there you are. We've been looking for you. Son of a bitch. I mean, hmm. I guess that if you think about it, they probably would have cut his arm off anyway. Yes, definitely would have. They wouldn't have been like, well, hang on, we're going to fashion a system of pulleys to get this boulder off of you. They would have just cut his arm off. And and his arm probably would have needed to get cut off anyway. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I would have become a skeleton. Oh, there is no way that I would have gotten out of that hole. Uh, I probably also would have started drinking my piss uh, embarrassingly quickly. You're like, just immediately. <laughs> kind of smells like alcohol. Yeah. Should have brought my hauled out book with me. <laughs> <laughs> canteen? Who needs a canteen when, you, when, when, when you've got uh, the written word? <laughs> you're just carrying around like a big, you're hiking with a big physician's desk reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good idea. I mean, the cutting your own arm off is a good idea. Yeah. It seems stupid, but hey, who am I? Not some guy who gets to go around giving motivational speeches with one arm. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, if you cut your arm off too, you you uh, can technically be in two places at once at that point. I as long see as they could... let you keep the arm. Do you think they let him keep the arm? Oh, man, that'd be cool. I'd like to see that. A guy who had his arm cut off, but then he he gets reunited with oh and here's an idea uh paramount plus network if you're listening give us a show where we reunite people with their severed limbs and we do it like a we set it up like one of those uh videos where it's uh we tell we tell somebody hey we want to we want you 
to sing the national anthem at this basketball game. And then, and then we're surprising instead of it being like, Oh, your dad's home from the war. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, Hey, we found your legs home from the war. And then there's like a tearful moment. It says he's hugging his <laughs> leg. Just skeleton legs he's <laughs> hugging them so tightly. <sighs> That's well, you are not alone. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the hotline. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at our email address. That's we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. Or you can call the podcast hotline. That's 702-763-2277 or 702-PODCASP. Podcast with a P. Podcast was not available. Uh, and this week, we have uh, a text message. We've never gotten one of these before. And this is from this is from Rita. Rita writes, "Hello, I'm Rita Robertson. We looking for a payroll clerk assistant that can work from home with computer and printer from Monday to Friday. It's a per time four five hours daily for two thousand two hundred biweekly. Text Mister Jonathan." Two seven nine four 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 zero nine one six for more information you need to know. Oh, okay. I have already taken the liberty of responding to Mr. Jonathan, and I will let you know if I hear anything back. I, I, I'm interested just right off the bat to know whether uh, Mr. Jonathan, if, if that's a surname or uh, his Christian name. Mr. Jonathan, yeah. It's very, you know, it's a little menacing. It might just be that it's so close to Mr. Joshua, mm-hmm. Gary Busey's character from uh, Lethal Weapon. Yes. Mr. Jonathan. Oof. And it also just, just like, I'm worried that it could be a, uh, we don't have enough information to know whether they're, they're trying to pull a fast one on us. Like, it, could be like Mr. Long Jonathan Silver, and he's an evil pirate or, or something. Wait, no, like. Long Jonathan Silver is not an evil pirate. He just wants the best for us. I think I he finished just the book wants, yet. wants uh, yeah, gold bullion. Those doubloons. <clears throat> and hush puppies. Um, but... I think that it might be a good idea for the podcast to get a job. You know, we clock in, uh, do our hour long podcast and it's just accounting. Yeah. And $2,200 bi-weekly. Hey, bad. Nothing, nothing to sniff at. That is a hell of a job. Now at the same time though, we, we would have to podcast uh, Monday through Friday Monday through Friday, but only four to five hours. That's, that's actually a pretty. It sounds like a lot, but I, I, I think it might be worth it. Mr. Jonathan, if you're out there, please reach out. We need this. I guess, no, podcasting for four to five hours, there'd be a lot of dead, dead air. We'd have to. Well, we can mic up our mice and keyboard, so there would always be like a clacking noises, a, a clickety clack, clicking and a, noises. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, we could uh, we could get a karaoke machine in the office and just have that going in the background, so we can just be singing, mm-hmm. singing all day long. Yep, and like on those Fridays, dwarves. like we can dress casually instead of in our business suits that we'll wear on Monday through Thursday. Oh yeah. Listen, if we're working from home, I I would hope that we could do the inverse of the the office style casual Friday oh. situation. So just a fancy Friday? Just well, just a denim shirt. I went a, I went to ruffles on everything. You still have to wear a pair of dress pants, but you can wear a denim shirt on Friday. 
just show up. Have you ever up. seen a denim necktie? I'd like to get my hands on one of those. Ooh, wow. And it makes me wonder if Jay Leno has one. I feel like. I think that they would call the necktie the Leno tie. Jay Leno. It's just that there's a brand you find out. Jay Leno's denim neckties. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, uh, like a leather tie would be cool. Like black leather tie to wear with my cool jacket. I have seen a black leather tie. In fact, I used to have a gray leather tie. It was kind of shitty. I'm not going to lie. All right. Well, I'll take that off my uh, bucket list of ties. Yeah. You just you have a whole list of of terrible, tacky fashion ideas just in case Chess King opens back up in the mall. Yeah. They're due for a win, you say every morning. <laughs> Look at your list. You're like, <clears throat> yes, yeah. Steve Harvey suit, but made of silk. Is is that what uh, Marlon Brando was wearing in the just, Island of Doctor Moreau? Just imagine like the gigantic like shoulder pads and like twelve buttons, but it's just billowing silk. It won't hold a shape <laughs> at all. <laughs> you would look like a genie, I think. Yeah, that that is, I guess. That kind of is Sinbad's thing now, isn't it? Yeah, I've just, I've just accidentally invented Sinbad again. Now, did you say that you think Sinbad is a genie? Because uh, I think that that we've uh... <laughs> that's that is. I think that's the kernel of truth. That is why people think there was a movie with Sinbad as a genie. Is that uh, they're just misremembering seeing Sinbad? Yeah, we're wearing the Steve Harvey line of uh, like a genie. silk men's fashion wear. Yeah, and they say if you uh, if you put an infinite number of monkeys in a room with an infinite number of typewriters, uh, they they will constantly accidentally create Sinbad over and over. Oh yeah, yeah. Just go in and check the paper. Oh yeah, women do be shopping. Get back to work. that's mr jonathan all right now let's go to the podtron all righty pod folks the podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence we trained it by giving it a list of the most popular podcasts it analyzes those titles and then it spits out a list of new podcast titles that we can use as jumping off points in the hopes of creating our own hit podcast. Titles like <clears throat> Alternative Sanity. Hmm. I like that. This, I think, is a good one because uh, I think it's timely. I think that, that it this is an idea whose time has come. Gone are the days of uh, fake news, right? Now, alternative sanity is here to stay. And uh, we're all the better for it. (laughs) Listen, I wasn't thinking of this when I picked this one from the list, but there was, I believe it was a New York Times editorial piece today about uh, how the, how, hang on, I I don't want to get this wrong because it was... Too good. I'm just going to look it up real quick. This is called Can't Talk. I'm Busy Being Hot. Emily Sundberg, a 28-year-old editor and filmmaker in Brooklyn, was eating spaghetti when she had a realization. She was being hot. There was nothing glamorous about it. It was just a solo weeknight dinner at the kitchen counter. And she was wearing workout clothes and glasses, but she felt moved to make a video of herself as she twirled the pasta strands onto a fork and succeeded in getting most of them all the way into her mouth. As she chewed, with Kanye West's jail blaring in the background, she stared into the lens with a blank expression. You don't have to ask for permission to be hot online, Miss Sunbrick said. <laughs> this is the New York Times. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to admit, I'm a little bit lost right now. I'm so confused. <laughs> Listen, you, 
I guess you could think you're hot, but it's just getting very, very confusing when you just say eating spaghetti and being lonely. I'm so hot right now. I think it might help if uh, she she uh, made her posts in the third person. Honestly, maybe maybe she wrote this article. Oh, my God. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> But, you but know, maybe I, that I mean I, I guess there is some some validity to that where like it it people say you fake it till you make it or what you put out into the world you you get back or but uh, just just uh, planting the idea that uh, I am hot in, in, into people's minds uh, can probably uh, convince some of the more uh, alternatively sane people that I you mean, are correct. This is the thing is that. This what this article is purporting is that this is a new thing and not Dracula's oldest trick. I thought that was turning into a bat. <laughs> That's the one. Batgirl Summer. Yeah. I think it is high time that uh Alicia Silverstone makes a comeback for all of us uh Batman and Robin fans out there. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone, the poster girl of Batgirl Summer. <laughs> Alternative sanity. It's just basically anything. Anybody can think whatever they want. And that's what the whole thrust of this podcast is going to be. So I guess we do. We could do like a call in show. Right. And hopefully we can like. uh we can get some of those, like, what's that call in uh, AM radio show where everybody wants to talk about UFOs and black helicopters? Coast to coast. Coast to coast. Let's get the coast to coast people in there. We'll get the coast to coast people, and then we'll get, like, the extreme body positivity people, and we'll get them all in there, like a big stew going. Mm hmm. Sounds and th- like a lot of fun. We just have to say, listen, we all agree on everything. And, and yeah, then, you, like, you're going to have to sign a waiver before before you get to make a peep on the show and, and just acknowledge that we're all in this together. And you can't uh, say that the clan isn't hot. They say they are. Oh, geez. Yeah, we didn't think about that. I didn't think we were going to invite them to the. <laughs> I, th- I thought I thought we were doing uh, UFO guys and. <laughs> Well, if they show up, we can't turn them away. I guess there are probably some UFO Although, guys in the clan. If the clan just wants to be about being hot, I guess that we should encourage that instead yeah. of what they've been doing. Yeah, don't don't hide that beautiful face under a flower satchel or whatever whatever that that their bad hat is made out of. Yeah, I get. I guess it's probably like an old flower sack. Though I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Never, uh, never worn one. Yeah, same here. Never even touched one. I've, I've made a, a, a robot hat out of a uh, cardboard box, though. So I mm-hmm. can understand where they're coming from to a very slight extent. We should start our own hate group where we dress up in cardboard robot costumes. <laughs> I didn't make the the whole body, just the the hat, the just, head. Yeah. Just imagine this: we we're just trying to scare old people who who fear technology, and, and we just ride up on horses in our robot costumes. Yeah. We're gonna have to make uh, robot horse costumes for the horses, though. And we just plant a flashing twelve VCR in their yard. <laughs> <laughs> Your God's not welcome here, oldies. <laughs> That's alternative sanity. Do you have one from the Podtron? I do. Uh, this one is called Ask a Manager. Ooh. So and we're going to have to ask to talk to the manager, right? Yes. Uh, but I, I'm going to let whatever employee of where we're at uh, know that uh, in no way are they in trouble. I'm very satisfied with the service. I just want to talk to the manager to, to uh, find out a little bit about the ins and outs of uh, what goes into being a manager, because uh, 
in jobs that I've had before. They're somewhat inscrutable. Uh, I'm afraid mm. to ask questions that I'll get in trouble. And even if I don't get into trouble, I feel like a line will go into uh, some sort of permanent record that I have there of like, give give this person nothing. <laughs> you just start to ask and they take a Polaroid of you really fast yeah. and put it up on the wall in the office. But This but guy's I, asking too many questions. Yeah. But in general, managers, I feel like everybody's kind of like that with them. So they're a little bit like... They're a little bit lonely, you know? Mm. So possibly by letting them talk about shit and pretending like I'm interested in it, uh, we I can get some useful information for myself in the future in working in corporate America. That's a good idea. I feel like Ask a Manager might be a good way to gather information for Anti-Book Club as well. Because okay. I feel like a lot of the same kind of uh, vague sentences that a manager throws around, that's the kind of shit that you need to have if you're going to try and bluff your way through a book. Yeah, Most managers would probably be superstars of the anti-book club. It's true. This, you know who would kill it at anti-book club? Is Kamala Harris. <laughs> She'd Slam be dunk every time. <laughs> She'd just be like, well, you know, and the thing about the bell tolling is that, uh, that I guess that uh, you can't, you can't ask who the bell tolls for. And the, and it, the bell tolls, I guess that it just, it tolls for you. And that's why we just, the, the tolling of the bell is, it's settled. The bell has tolled. It doesn't matter who the bell tolls for. Don't ask who the bell tolls for. I think she'd be great at almost any Hemingway book. <laughs> be a real banger on uh, The Sun Also Rises. <laughs> the Sun Also Rises. The Sun Also Sets. We're not here to talk about that. But the president has made it clear that the sun also rises. And it also... It sets, look, it got the West and the East and the sun, it's rising, it's setting. And the president has been clear about this. And I don't know what else I can say. And then Joe Biden comes out like three hours later in a press conference. He's like, actually, no, I don't believe the sun sets or rises anymore. <laughs> Just making her look like an idiot. <laughs> That's ask a manager. Yep. You got All another right. one? I got one here. This one, whoo, it's uh it's going to be controversial, but I think that if we are if we treat this with a light touch kid gloves, you know, we could court that controversy, get that publicity without ruffling too many feathers. Uh the title of this podcast that was generated by our artificial intelligence is from Brian Wilson, gay and why 9-11 is that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. People love Brian Wilson. He's now, one of the great songwriters of our Okay, of our we're time. talking about Beach Boy Brian Wilson. Beach Boy Brian Wilson. Because there was, there was a famous baseball player named Brian Wilson, too, who had a big dyed black beard. <laughs> I mean, and looked look, looked like a badass. If we could get him, maybe. I mean, <clears throat> maybe we could get Brian Wilson, the baseball player, but then let people think it's Brian Wilson mm -hmm. from the Beach Boys. Brian Wilson, he's back. He's breaking his silence, and what does he have to say? Gay and why nine eleven is that? Yeah. I'm just really worried if we do this one that the internet will turn on Brian Wilson and he'll be back in that bed and not mm. having, you know, the not resurgence that we've had from him in the past 15 years or so. Yeah, I guess that's we don't need another song about Barbie. Well, we I mean, we can we can try to do this and, and use use that feather touch and, and not uh get everything all ruffled but but it seems like it would be 
I'm not sure that that I'm deft enough to uh, pull this one off. To be honest, with you. I mean, hmm, it is tricky, right? Because because you have to you have to be very careful when approaching the whole subject of gay and nine yeah. eleven. And you could say like, "Oh, we're using the old definition of gay." Like, yeah, happy you could be go like, lucky. Yeah, and hey, listen, we hate nine eleven. We think it's gay. <laughs> That's not going to fly. No, no. But also saying, "Oh, what a happy day! Who doesn't love the nine eleven yeah. national holiday? Who could forget? We have so much fun every year." We we just <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, we make those big fondant-covered cakes of the, the World Trade Center, and everybody gets to have cake at work. Mm-hmm. We have to think of something that's, like, more out there, more esoteric, a way of explaining how 9-11 is gay that no one can find offensive for any well, reason. I, I We could just highlight, like, uh, you know, when I think about 9-11... I mainly think about the actual, the act of the planes going into the buildings, but not the cost of humanity within those buildings. And I'm sure that there were many gay people who died in it. And it could just be a podcast where we look at the, those we lost in nine 11 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and uh, have a really fun podcast where, where we, we talk of, yeah. Remember we document the, the, LGBTQ community that was lost that day in New York City. Yeah. We could also um just make up gay backstories for uh like the big investment banker guys who died. Like he, you know, his family has said that he called them tearfully to say goodbye, but secretly he was gay. Now, that would offend the families, I guess, of the uh, rich guys. Uh, what if we said the towers were both boys? Okay, we can definitely do that. And when they fell down, that was like they got gay married together. I, I think that you might offend somebody with that. I mean, but who are you going to get offended? Who's going to get offended by that? People who get, hate gay marriage also hate the Taliban. And we would say the Taliban essentially made it gay marriage for the twin towers they were twins they were related sickos yeah they this were. is what the taliban was they were twins you know same dna twins it's the, it's the beer commercial but when they say <laughs> twins it's the twin yeah. towers collapsing what if they just uh i'm, I'm trying to remember i want to say that that was like a bud light commercial or a miller light commercial if they just decided that they were going to start running those commercials again today, how quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were... <laughs> wow. Those those commercials were ahead of their time. As far as uh, uh, just being unabashedly into the idea of incest. Not just for uh, the selling of beer anymore. Mm-hmm. What if you it don't turns need to out... get drunk to fuck your sister. <laughs> 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 mm. do you have another idea for the <laughs> yeah i do uh, uh this is hot take comics hot take comics which i i feel like a lot of people might have a, a hot takes about uh comics or comic book movies but what if the 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 stories themselves were uh centered upon hot takes Mm. what's a good hot take for batman to have Um, maybe uh batman is a libertarian sending criminals to debtors prison or he's like a thinks that uh that you should be allowed to marry your cousin yeah, I mean, I, I could see Batman being like that. Uh, it's it's probably for the best how insular he is. And, uh, you know, he spends all of his time with uh, the butler who raised him and doesn't yeah. have any friends. Like if he had, if Batman, you know, a cousin who was hanging out all the time, he probably would have. Uh, yeah. 
if Batman, if someone had interviewed Batman in any Batman story, he would eventually have gotten to the point where he was like, I don't think there's anything wrong with child labor. People are like, thank you for cleaning up the streets, Batman. We love your vigilantism. Anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, taxation is theft. (laughs) He also has some some, uh, uh, pretty strong opinions of Batgirl Summer. Oh, yeah. He's just feeling a little left out. Yeah. Hot take comics. Hi, Superman. Lois Lane here. Uh, Do you have any message? For the people out there of Metropolis, uh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, thank you. Um, I believe that the monkeys were better than the Beatles. Boo! We Ooh. hate Superman now. <laughs> Kill him! And everyone just, just like... takes takes Lex Luthor's side. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and and. Uh... Can it be like uh, that they form their own uh, Beatles and Monkeys cover bands and there's a battle of the bands at the end? I would just love I, to I, see. I want to see Lex Luthor wearing a, a, a Beatles mop top wig. He's just, yeah, he's dressed. Uh, I'd like to see him as like the latter day John Lennon with the little glasses and the long hair. Big mustache. Completely naked standing next to Yoko Ono. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which what other villains do you think he would recruit to be in his Beatles cover band? Oh, um Solomon Grundy on the uh, drums. Clearly the Ringo, yeah. Yeah. Uh um, maybe hmm. Is, is this all DC villains? I I would I would imagine I Possibly they could work out some sort of deal with uh, Marvel or, or possibly uh, Spawn, <laughs> Wildstorm. <laughs> Spawn is playing the Rickenbacker bass. <laughs> Spawn's He's the one cute the- one. <laughs> <clears throat> and then Reggie from the from the Archies on guitar. Yep. That's hot take comics. All right, here's here's what we got this week. We got a tradition unlike any other, anti book club, third person reminiscent. You are not alone, Mister Jonathan. Alternative sanity. Ask a manager. From Brian Wilson, gay and why nine eleven is that, and hot take comics. All right. I'm going to make a caveat before uh, we make a decision. If Mr. Jonathan calls back, we're, we're taking the job, right? Yes. If we get, if we get a response from Mr. Jonathan, that will be the episode. But so far, I mean, it is 11, it is 1130 PM as we are recording this. So, um, he might be in bed. He has a long day ahead of him of managing. He could have fallen in a hole. And oh, and Mr. Jonathan, we could do ask a manager. Yep. He's the manager too. Anyway. Do what's our backup in case we don't hear from Mr. Jonathan? Ooh, okay. Um I think I, I like you are not alone. I think a tradition unlike any other could be good. You know, I I think You Are Not Alone is I think the easiest one, but I think I like the challenge of a tradition unlike any other it's a it's going to flex our our brain muscles a little more to yeah. try and come up with this tradition i think that that we can do two things with it and one of those is is flex those brain muscles and come up with a new tradition unlike any other but also i'm sure that there are many many internet articles that have aggregated strange traditions oh, that, yes. that we can use to fill up the other 45 minutes (laughs) i think yeah we need to we need to do research on traditions so that we can so that we can find the one true tradition Yeah, because what what if like we don't do any research and we just throw something out and somebody already does that weird thing yeah it would be a tradition just like this other tradition yeah definitely 
definitely we need to, yeah, it needs to be about unusual traditions, but we have to also, you know, we have to vet this. We have to get our fact checkers on it to make sure that this truly is a tradition unlike any other. Because a lot of these are probably like, oh, you know, that we're the only place in the world that uh, has a pie eating contest. That's not true. I've been in not a pie true. eating contest. Yeah. And, like and in second place. You, you, the, your whole plot was to get revenge on the whole town. Just eating those pies. So many pies. And started a, a full scale barfarama. Yeah. That's right. And and but in your retelling of it, it's all in the third person. AJ wasn't mad. AJ loves pie. Give me that <laughs> 37th pie. <laughs> all right, folks, if you want to hear a tradition unlike any other, you can head over to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. Sign up to support the show and you will get access to the entire vault of premium episodes. We've tried a new podcast every week. So far, all of them have failed, but you'll get a new one every weekend. Also, go write us a review on iTunes. Call into the podcast hotline, 702-763-2277, or write into the email. We don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Good night. Good night.